All right, brethren, Genesis 45. Throughout this time we've spent in Genesis, we've been looking at Joseph. He's a picture of Christ in so many ways. And it, like that mosaic, we're looking at each little piece. Every time we come in here and open up this alabaster box. And uh, I pray he'll do that for us today. And, but this is a picture. What I will look at this morning is Christ revealing himself to his chosen people throughout time. This is the way he did it then. This is the way he does it now. That's the way he's going to do it. And by that, him revealing himself to us, our trembling at it. Our trembling at it. Not jumping up and doing cartwheels. Our trembling at it. And us being drawn near to our elder brother. And then him speaking comfort to us that only he can speak. He's the only one we've offended. And we believed on him. And this salvation's all by God's will in his hand. And we are eternally preserved and shall dwell, be nourished with our loving brother who is king. He's the ruler. That's the, that's the bottom line up front. I hope I can hit all those things this morning. We remember those dreams that Joseph had. Those ones he told his brothers. He said, your sheep's going to make obeisance to me. You're going to bow out of me and you'll thank me for it. They got mad. And then... He had another one dream, didn't he? He said, the, the, the moon and the stars, they made obeisance to me. And his mommy and daddy got mad. I said, who do you think you're talking to? I, I thought about that all week. David said, the Lord said to my Lord. And our Lord asked some Pharisees, how did he say that? That's going to be his offspring. The power of God did that. The power of God's going to work in Joseph and bow to his ruler. About his son. It happens to be his son. And, and I've seen that come to pass in our life. Uh, I saw a, a faithful man of God used more mightily on this continent than I've ever seen anybody else use. And he got old and he couldn't stand up no more. And he went and sat underneath his son as his pastor. And he would tell the congregation, he said, our pastor tells us these things. <laughs> now our pastor told us to do this and that's what we're going to do. How could that be? God can do it, can't he? That was the problem with mankind when Christ walked this earth. We like him miracles. That's great. Uh, you make a whole bunch of wine. We like wine. That's good wine, too. You make a whole bunch of fishes and biscuits. Those things are delicious. I've eaten a lot of sardines lately. They're really good. <laughs> we like that. You healed some sick folks. We like being... I want to be healthy. I want all my joints not to hurt. You start saying you're God, we got a problem. Because if he's God, we got to bow to him. The God, not a God. Kill him, get him out of here. We're going to start giving up all the things we love and all the things we bow to and all the things that we hold so dear, and we're going to have to start worshiping. That's what it says there in verse 1. It leads us to verse 1. Then Joseph could not refrain himself before all them that stood by him. And he cried, Cause every man to go out from me. Depart. And there stood no man with him while Joseph made himself known unto his brethren. He kicked everybody out and he said, I'm just talking to my brethren. 
He's going to reveal himself to his brethren. I want to ask you a question. Who did Joseph reveal himself to? His brethren. His brethren. He sent everyone else away, and he just spoke to them alone. He did not reveal himself to the Egyptians. He did not reveal himself to everybody that happened to be standing around. He revealed himself to his brethren. Several times he's healed some people in the New Testament, our Lord did. And it said he took them from the multitude, didn't he? Took them out of that city, took them off to the wayside, took them over here. He got them alone. Not in a big production and we got to get out a bunch of kiddie pools and we're baptizing people left and right. That's an emotional event. This is a heart work and he got them by themselves, didn't he? Joseph was the only one that could reveal Joseph to them. Pharaoh couldn't say, that's your brother Joseph. He didn't even know they was related. He'd already gave him a new name. He didn't even call him by Joseph. I can't pronounce that name. <laughs> I'm going to give you a name I can pronounce. Which that's a name I can't pronounce. <laughs> I don't care about where you come from. I like you. I'm going to call you Bob from now on. I'm call you Jimmy. <laughs> you go work for me. He couldn't reveal that to him. Those servants, they even spoke the language. They had translators that translated from the Egyptian language to the Hebrew tongue. That's the ones we looked last time. They said, hey, he's a good master. Let me tell you about him. <laughs> Do what he says. But they couldn't reveal it. He didn't, they didn't know who the brethren was. They didn't know this was his bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. Who knew that? Joseph only. Even those brethren didn't know that's him. He had different haircut, different clothes, different accent. Only Joseph knew it, and only Joseph could reveal Joseph, and only Christ knows who our brethren are, and only he can reveal it. We can talk till we are blue in the face, and it ain't going to amount to a hill of beans. He's got to do it. Come here about a man. Come here. Well, that takes all, all my doing out of it. Well, good. <laughs> good. Get your hand out. Get my hand out of it. I, I, I'll tell you, I get phone calls from around this globe. People say, thank you for that message. Boy, that was good. And I said, I can tell you with a clear conscience, it's absolute proof to me that the Lord did it. Anytime I think, well, I'm real prepared. I want to preach this. This is going to be good. People's like, all right, we'll see you next week. <laughs> you going fishing anytime soon? <laughs> I see what I, and I know it. Lord proves that to me. It ain't of me. He has to reveal it. So back in Joseph, uh, Joseph said back in uh, chapter 42, he knew his brethren, but they knew him not. Ain't you thankful that it's not on us to know Christ? It's on his thoughts towards us. You gotta sort this out. You gotta lock yourself in a basement with a bunch of old dead men commentaries, and you gotta figure this gospel out. You ain't gonna do it. He's gonna have to come to me, draw me near, and reveal himself to me. It's gonna have to happen that way. Only God can reveal God to a sinner. Isn't that what he asked? He took took those aside. <laughs> he got them by himself, didn't he? His apostles. And he said, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say you John the Baptist, your you know, one of the Old Testament prophets that's raising up sometime. And some say Elias. Others say Jeremiah's because you cry. You're the weeping prophet. Or one of the other prophets. And he said, that's, that's nice. Who do you say that I am? I know you told me what man says. Now, what about you? I've heard people say about preachers, so I follow the teachings of so-and-so. You said right. That's their teachings. You said right. That's their teachings. He said, now, what do you say? What do you say? And Simon stood up, Simon Peter, and he said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. You're everything. You're the ruler, the creator, the sustainer, the one that's going to get all the glory. 
plumbing teetotal. You're him. Righteousness, salvation, redemption, <laughs> justification, that everything. Jew, you're him. And our Lord said to him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona. You know what comes next, don't you? For flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. This is a work of God. God revealed God to a sinner. God says so. Well, ain't no well. <laughs> That's a deep subject. You'll fall in it. God reveals God to a sinner. I know it probably seems like I'm laboring at a whole lot. How many people has Christ not revealed to this morning? He's all over. I didn't touch on that, but Caiaphas, whenever he had said that one man must die, the rest of, he said that not of himself. He didn't believe that. He just said it out loud. Sometimes bad men will say good things. 99% of rat poison is real good rat food. Isn't it? Is that a little bit of leaven okay for you? Well, they say some good things. There's some other people I wish to hear this today. They say some good things. Did you bound up with them? Why does God do that? Why does the Lord allow somebody to say something that's a truth? To hold them accountable. That ain't me being mean. That, I don't want to yell that. I want to cry. People's facing an eternity uh, against a God they've offended. Outside of Christ, that's a scary, terrible thing. A musician died last month, and I cried. I never met the man. I wish I could have preached the gospel to him. And then I think back of people I, that we know that's died. And I, did I tell them? I had a bunch of friends die. Did I tell them the gospel? I want to. There's so many people that Christ has not revealed to this morning. They have Bibles and suits and churches and everything else and good, good better doctrine. <laughs> I got good theology. He's come to us. He's got a little, just a few of them. Out of those millions of people in Egypt. Millions of them. Joseph kicked every one of them out and said, I want them right there. Give me them 11. I'm going to talk to them. Lord may have 11 in here today. Maybe more than that. Special, isn't it? Special. I told you at last hour, if our gospel be hid, what Paul told Corinth, it's hid to them that are lost. Whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. How many people hear the name Jesus? How many people hear the name Christ? How many people hear the name Lord? How many people hear the, the word God this morning? And the whole time they're hearing that, the Lord Jesus Christ, God in human flesh, is hid to them. It's sad to me. Joseph revealed himself to those 11. Paul said during 1 Corinthians 2, he said, we speak the wisdom of God in the mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God hath ordained before the world to our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. For if they had known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard nor hath entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for him that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. What's all the particulars of God? Sometimes it's good to don't be focused on the minor. <laughs> Just get the major points, you know what I mean? The, per, the small particulars of things. Get the broad strokes. Let's get the principle first. What's all the little, what kind of door handles are we going to have in glory? Who cares? What's glory? It's a person, and that's who we're going to be. He told us that. We're going to be with him. We're going to be made like him. What's that mean? I don't really know, but I like it already. 
He already smells good, so whatever he smells like is going to be great. I'll tell you later. <laughs> You'll tell me too. God's revealed those to us by his spirit. It searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. He's revealed that to us. We read that in John 6. He said, but I said unto you, you have also seen me, but you believe not. Let's turn over to that. John 6, 36. He talks a lot about seeing. Maybe we ought to see. Look at it. John 6, 36. We'll start at uh, verse 35. They had told him that their fathers ate man in the desert. So what are you talking about? <laughs> he said unto them, Verily, verily. I'm sorry, verse 35. Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Right there is the bread of life crime, the living waters. Verse 36. But I said unto you, that ye also have seen me and believe not. All that my Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. You, you, your physical eyes have looked on my physical presence, and you didn't believe. But all that's given to me shall come to me. Look down verse 40. And this is the will that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. He's going to have to be revealed. How does he do that through the preaching of the gospel? How are they going to hear? How are they going to believe unless they hear? How are they going to hear unless they preach? How are they going to preach unless they be sent? They know they're nothing too. <laughs> Lord will send them. The only way God saves sinners is through the preaching of the gospel. It's foolishness to the world. I told you I had a bunch. They said, why? Do, what do you, I, you ain't from here. That's what people say, where are you from? I say, East County. I'm from Hamul. They said, no, you ain't. <laughs> why in the world would you come from all the way over there to come all the way over here just to preach there's billions of people around this world why would they get you I don't know Lord put me Lord put me here because it pleased him they said that's foolish that's what he said you'd say <laughs> back in our text in Genesis 45 he got him alone he cried for everybody else to go away Genesis 45, verse 2. <clears throat> and he wept aloud. How aloud? And the Egyptians in the house of Pharaoh heard real loud. He cried out loud. I wondered why that was a verse by itself. That thought made me think of another short verse. Lazarus had died. And there's a whole bunch of people came to go cry and mourn him because he was, had favor among all men. Everybody in the town liked him. He's a good guy. <laughs> what we would call a good guy. The Lord dwelled in him. He lived peaceably with all men. And a whole mess of them showed up. And the Jews were there and they was crying too. They was upset. And it says in John eleven thirty five, 35, Jesus wept. Loud enough for the Jews to hear. Then said the Jews, behold how he loved him. Behold how he loved him. They witnessed the love of God towards one of his sinners, one of his chosen elect, one of those that he was going to make righteous. And they said, boy, he loves them. Boy, he loves them. Verse 3, And Joseph said unto his brethren, loves the cause of all this. 
Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Joseph, doth my father yet live? And his brethren could not answer him, for they were troubled at his presence. They did not start dancing in the aisle. They didn't start jumping pews. Did they stand up and start clapping? Oh, this is great news. Woo! They didn't put on a show. They were troubled. They trembled. Just like every saint of old, just like every saint in that day that this was taking place, just like every saint now. We fall down and we make obeisance. And my auto-corrected to obedience, and that's good. I was glad I auto-corrected that. <laughs> we made obeisance and obedience by bowing to him. They just they were shut up. They were shut up. This is the one we killed. That's a good place to be. It don't stay that way. <laughs> it ain't always that. We don't just walk around wearing hair suits going, oh, look at my sin. I'm so sad. No, they're going to move on from that. But that happens. That happens. They had an understanding. This was the one that they hated. Remember whenever you hated him? Now it would come in the form of, well, I went to church and I, I had a Bible and I read about God and I did these things. You hated him. You'd have killed him if you got a chance. He has to reveal that in us. That was the very one they killed. That was the very one they threw in that pit. And they also understood with that. It wasn't just like, well, we, we threw him in the pit once, we threw him in the pit again, can't we? Oh, thing, no, uh-uh. We have a full picture now. Hold on. That very one that we hated, we were at war with from birth, from conception. He's on the throne. That very one we offended. He, he has all the power. The very one we wanted to murder and put his blood on his coat and fake his death or whatever, just get him out of the picture, some slavery or something. He gets all the recognition. He has all authority. He is, he's just to kill us immediately, right now. You been there? I pray you have. I pray you have. Until there is something to be saved from, there's no need of a Savior. I know good church-going people has been saved forever and ever. Until there's something that's to be saved from, there is no need of a Savior. He's going to save us from something. That's his name. That's his, I, we have his hymns, and you can't rewrite all of them. It just, oh, it does, just from a little kid, it doesn't sit good with me. Well, Jesus did this. Ooh, I, uh, say curse words or something, or, or talk about rap music. I don't know, something else. I just, oh boy, it crawls all over me. He says, call his name Jesus. The scriptures say that, so it's right, but there's reverence there. That's the Lord. That's, that's the King. That's the Master. That's God Almighty. The Lord Jesus Christ. But the scriptures say, you're going to bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. For, that means because, he shall. Save who? His people from something. From their sins. I know some people just got so holy they don't sin no more, I guess. And I said, you go have a hard time praying to God. That's what do you mean? I said, he, he told us to pray, forgive us our sins as we forgive others. Well, you ain't got no sins to be forgiven. You ain't got to worry about praying to him. I guess you got this all by yourself. I'm a sinner. Tell me all the good things you did. I can't talk. I'm like his brother. Where's the father? <sighs> That's groanings. That's a good place to be. Groanings that can't be understood, huh? 
When we first see the Lord Jesus Christ, the first thing that engulfs a sinner is guilt, it's trouble, it's fear. We're in trouble. We have a need, right? We're hungry, just like in bones, valley dry bones. Whenever they had life and the Lord had saved them and there's a new creation in them, they said, we're going to die. <laughs> you just was dead. <laughs> You're actually alive now. You thought you was fine when you a bunch of whited bones, a bunch of whited sepulchers. That's what happened to Peter when the Lord first came to him. We looked last hour and saw how the second time he come to him, told him to cast their nets, didn't he? When the Lord saw Simon Peter, he fell down at Jesus' knees and said, depart from me. For I'm a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished. And all that were with him at the draw of the fishes which they had taken. And so also was James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were with partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not. You hit the ground, buddy. This is eternal life and death. This ain't, we ain't playing church on Sunday mornings. This ain't just what we do. We ain't going to church. This is eternal life and death. And we see what we are. And we fall down and we're speechless. Depart from me, I'm a sinful man. And the Lord spoke to Peter. Only to, just as Joseph spoke only to his brethren that talked to him. He didn't talk to everybody that said, that's good, we heard some stuff. He talked to those that were in bowing, that were brought low. And he says, fear not. Fear not. That's good news. I could say don't be afraid, and my word ain't good for nothing. If God speaks to the heart of his people, fear not, that's good. That's good. He's the only one to do it. He said, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. <laughs> I'm going to put you to work. <laughs> You're mine. I bought you. I'm yoking you up. I'm putting the yoke on you. When that trouble, trouble and that fear and that guilt comes to us in totality, we need comfort. I do. I need comforted. I got bad news, and now I need good news. I wouldn't know there's no need of good news if we didn't have the bad news. I think everything's mediocre, lukewarm, and all right. I need good news. We need to be told to fear not, not to be troubled. It says there in Genesis 45, verse 4. And Joseph came unto his brethren. He said to them, Joseph said unto his brethren, Come near to me, I pray you. Come near. And they came near. What a sentence. And he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. He says, fear not. Come, come close. You're all right. Come here. I'm your brother, that one you sold into Egypt, but I'm your brother. You get that? I'm your brother. Hebrews 2 says, For he, both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one. We are united with him. For the which cause? Because he's united himself to us and all the things that I was and, and still see that I am, the sin that I am, he became that. And made us righteousness of God in him. And because of that unity, for the which cause, he's not ashamed to call them brethren. I can't get into that. Just as easy as I can call you on the phone and say, hey, brother, how you doing? The Lord could speak to you, hey, brother. I'll make you weak in the knees. You remember how much gas is done at Circle K? I don't care. God speaks to your heart, didn't they? You'll fill that car up, don't worry about it. <laughs> I want to hear him call me brother, saying, I will declare thy name, thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the church will I sing praises unto thee. That's what Joseph's about to do, isn't it? He's come here. I'm your brother. I'm your brother. I'm not ashamed to call 
few brethren. I'm ashamed to call myself a brother most of the time. I'm ashamed to call myself a brother, but he's not. Think about that. That work's finished. It's right. Later on in Hebrews, it says, Now they desire a better country that is in heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. He's not ashamed to be our God. He, you ever owned something and you didn't want your friends to see it? <laughs> Dad, just tuck that away. They're come, friends are coming over. Hide those things. Lord ain't ashamed of us. And we won't be ashamed that trust in him. He's not our judge. He's not our jury. He's not our executioner. He's our brother. He's our advocate. And he's our redeemer. Is he the judge, the jury, and executioner? You better believe it. <laughs> but he got them people decided to get out of here. I'm talking to these. Come here. You're mine. I'm your brother. I'm your brother. Come near to me. All that the Father has given me shall come to me, and I will draw them. And he says, I will allure them in the Scriptures. And he says, I will speak comfort to their hearts. And that Hosea, he says, I'm going to allure her in the wilderness. Verse 4 says, And Joseph said unto his brethren, Come near to me, I pray you. He didn't say, if you, if you pretty well please. I just love it. I just all I want in this world is for you to come near to me. He did not say that. He had authority. He said, "Come near to me," and he was kind about it. So I pray you. <laughs> Look at what a sentence. Here's a sentence. The Lord's going to gather His people together, not scatter them to the four winds. He said, "Tell the east, give it up. South, bring forth my children. Bring them together." What a sentence. He said, "Come near to me." I pray you. Period. And they came near. Period. <laughs> I hope that sinks in. I hope that sinks in. They came near. The Lord Jesus Christ ain't a beggar. You know why I don't chase people out in the parking lots? He don't chase people out in the parking lots. I say bow to him. I don't invite people and I don't share the gospel, salvation program, whatever, to people. I command people, bow to him. I command people. He's glorious. Adore him. <laughs> I ain't harshly, I ain't going to do it with a whip, I pray not, but he commands it, and his people will come. They will. They will. Come near to me. They came near. They obeyed the voice of their brother. Verse 5, Now therefore be not grieved, nor angry with yourselves that you sold me hither. Don't be mad at yourself for doing this. You did it. But don't be mad at yourself for doing it. For God did send me before you to preserve life. The Lord did this. He sent me to Egypt so that way you wouldn't die. This happened so you would live. Grace for grace. Isn't it? Provenient grace is the fancy word. Grace that goes before. What kind of grace is that? That's grace grace. What about the grace that comes after? That's grace too. Why distinguish the things? Why are you going to go to the bucket? You're so wise. You know what bucket grace comes out of? God's good. He did it. We're glad. Worship him. Thank you for it. Lord's prepared. Send him before you so you live. Preserve life. We don't excuse our sin. We don't ignore our sin. I want to learn from it. I don't want to do it again. But it's been put away. And the sin I'm going to commit, the, 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 whether it's in my driveway or in my heart or whatever, the forsaking of the Lord I'm going to do, that's put away. 
name it. The Get all technical as you want, however way you want to cut that pie. The Levitical law, the Mosaic law, the moral law, the this, the that, the whatever. I broke it all, and he put it all away. His blood covers all of it. Now I'm still here. And what was Rahab's name? Rahab the harlot. That ain't changed. Who's God come say? Sinners. That's who he come to say. That's good news, isn't it? Grace for grace. Uh, David knew that. You know that. Lord, if you're going to mark iniquities, who shall stand? But there's forgiveness with thee that thou mayest be feared, honored. You'll grieve now, but let not your heart be troubled. It's going to get worse. <laughs> My mom used to tell me that. She'd say, oh, you think it's bad now? Wait till the children grow up. And they're grown. They have children. It's going to be. I said, could you lie for five minutes? She said, no, I love you. <laughs> she told me the truth. You see your sin now. And that's good. You have to. That's the Lord finally working in somebody. Good. And I don't want to tell you unless you ask, but it's going to get worse. So long you walk in this light, the darker this flesh becomes. It's, uh, this world gets more wicked and more wicked and more wicked. What if I was the only one on it? Let me tell you a secret. This world gets more wicked and more wicked and more wicked because I'm on it. You see yourself more and more and more. And then with that, you see his need, the need of him. You see his grace more and more and more. Peter was grieved. He was going to deny the Lord three times. And then he did. And then he was broken. And then he wept. And then he did it again. We're sad now. It's going to get worse. Don't. You just look to him. Look to your elder brother. Look at verse 6. Genesis 45, 6. For these two years hath the famine been in the land. All this trouble God sent. Why? To bring these brothers together. I mean, the whole world was under a famine. So 11 brothers would go meet their other brother that they wanted to kill. That's something, isn't it? Took a while. There was seven years of plenty. Well, there was years of him being in Potiphar's house and everything else. And then there was seven years of plenty. And now it's been two whole more years and everybody's real hungry. It's a famine worldwide. And Joseph said, don't be angry with yourself. Come here. Come near. I'm your brother. Now, it's been two years since the famine's been in the land. And yet there are five years in the which there shall neither be earring nor harvest. It's going to get thin for a lot longer. That's so. If you only experience two years of famine, that's going to get worse. But doesn't our sin continues to get worse in our own sight? Doesn't it? Why? Why would the Lord be pleased to do such a thing? That old uh, songwriter got it. The hymn writer got it. This world grows strangely dim in the light of his glorious grace. The more we see him, the more ready, right, right for going home we are. Uh, I think... People say, well, I hope you don't die. Well, I hope I do. It'd be wonderful. I could go be with the Lord. I think I still have something for him to, he has me to do on this earth. I have a family to raise and hopefully a gospel to preach and work to do. I'm going to be a servant, a profitable servant. But if they said, you're dying tomorrow, Kevin, good. <laughs> I can go home. I just can't imagine another, another 43 years. If I make it to 86, you think I'll be ready? Our, my dear sister, Doris, tells Paul and Mindy all the time, she's like, this is the last Christmas. She's 99. Her birthday's two days after my birthday. She just turned 99. She's been telling them for 10 years, this is it. You better come over and have Thanksgiving with me. I'm going home. I said, Mom, would you help? 
Why? That's what she wants. That's the best thing that could happen to her. If you know God. If it ain't, it's the worst thing that could happen to you. That's a, we're wired that way instinctively, ain't you? You see a little kid about to jump off in a big alligator pit, I hope. Nowadays, everybody just holds a phone on them and records it. But used to. You just instinct. That ain't my child. Maybe it's a horrible child. Might be mean. But you just instinct rush out and grab that child and not let it fall in an alligator pit, wouldn't you? Why? Deep down inside, we know we've offended the holy God. So. Verse 7. That's bad, but all provision's been made. Genesis 45, 7. And God sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. This ain't some mediocre deliverance. This is a great deliverance. Do you concur? Do you agree? <laughs> this is great salvation. So now it was not you that sent me hither, but God. And he hath made a, me a father to Pharaoh and the Lord of all his house and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. That's what was told to us in Acts 2. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, you've taken and by wicked hands of crucified. This, you were the means that was used, but God did this. God did this for good, for our good and his glory. Verse 9, Haste ye, and go up to my father and say to him, Thus saith thy son Joseph, God hath made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down unto me and tarry not. Thy kingdom comes, what we're taught to pray. Isn't it? Christ is the ruler of all. Lord, thy kingdom come. <clears throat> and thou shalt dwell in the land of Goshen. That's the best land to have. We'll put you in a choice spot. And thou shalt be near unto me. I'm going to be all by myself with him. No, that ain't the case. Thou and thy children and thy children's children. Well, we're going to have some things that's going to be need to taken care of, Joseph. Don't worry about that. And your flocks and your herds and all that thou hast. Everything you have is going to be near to me. And there will I nourish thee. For yet there are five years of famine. We've still got a long time to go. I'm going to nourish you. And I'm going to do it. Because if you had to do it, you ain't going to make it. I'm going to do it. Lest thou and thy household and all that thou hast come to poverty. I'm going to do that. I'm going to keep you from being impoverished. There's a lot of blessings that take place by being the proximity of the child of God. I've watched it happen from several decades whether that be in war or business or a whole lot of things I've lived through, people around me have been blessed just because the Lord was pleased to put me there. And he's going to bless me and he blessed them in turn. And I hope I wasn't arrogant when I told him about it. But it's so. That's what the Lord told us in Matthew 5, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. He makes their corn grow too because I got corn that needs to grow. We've been nourished greatly, haven't we? I had that Reagan quote in the next page. We've been nourished greatly. We better off four years than we was four years ago. Every time we come in here, that alabaster box, remember remember what, what Judas said? Why are you wasting that? That's a year's salary. Boy, we could use that money good somewhere else. And the whole room was filled with that smell. It went everywhere. Couldn't keep from it. I pray, Lord's with us. Every time we open this together, we have been given this ministry and we preach Christ in this right now. That alabaster box is opened up and you smell him. We get a whiff. Oh, it smells good. It smells good, doesn't it?
We've been provided for. He's nourished us. And those that's been given noses to smell, they smell. You've been given ears to hear, you hear. You've given hearts to understand, you understand, you believe. You've been given noses, you smell too. <laughs> and he smells good. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Is this only about not being in trouble and being taken care of? Everybody wants that. I've said that to you a bunch, ain't I? Do you want to have, you can never get another speeding ticket in your life. You're free from the law of speeding tickets. Well, I won't speed all the time, but I'll do 10 over or whatever. Well, I'll drive quick. Everybody wants free from the law. Well, I'm going to have needs. And if I found me a sugar daddy that's going to pay my rent and keep food on the table, and that's good. This is because of love. That's just necessary things. We need protection. We need provision. We need to be nourished and all those things. But the source of that is love. Look here at verse 12. And behold, your eyes see, and the eyes of my brother Benjamin, that it is my mouth that speaketh unto you. This ain't through somebody else. This ain't read in a book. This ain't saw on a television screen. This is one-on-one, eye-to-eye. Your ears heard. And you shall tell my father of all my glory in Egypt and of all that ye have seen. And ye shall haste and bring it down to my father hither. And he fell upon his brother Benjamin's neck and wept. And Benjamin wept upon his neck. Well, that's most important. We get to watch. It's better than that. Moreover, he kissed all his brethren and wept upon them. And after that, his brethren talked with him. He fell upon his brethren, kissed them. Kissed them, kissed them good too. <laughs> Hugged them, loved them, and they fell on him, and they wept with him, and they kissed him. That, that holy kiss, didn't they? Had sweet communion, and then they talked with them. Talked. I just think of the magnificence it'll be. Adam walked in the garden with God. Noah walked with God. Enoch walked with God. Adam walked with him. <laughs> I mean, right there, we're going to walk with God. Sit down and talk with him. What communion? Why? Because he loved us. When we didn't love him, we were unlovable. He loved us. And he provided for us. He nourished us. And he kept us, protected us. I pray the Lord be pleased to send his Holy Spirit and reveal Christ to us and show us our need and our guilt and, and shut us up to sin, make us bow to the king and then speak comfort to us and say come near I'm your brother and show us this temporary provision that we have and the eternal provision by being reunited with the father father's going to be there with us and being justified and sanctified and risen in him that it's done that's a land of Goshen that's a that's that's pretty good pretty good patch of ground isn't it to be on all right Let's pray together. Father, we see through a glass dimly, but oh, what a sight. What a king we have. What an elder brother we have. Lord, thank you for putting us in Christ before this world was. Thank you for trusting your elect, the one who is faithful. Thank you for the faith of Christ you've given us to believe in. Thank you for your nourishment 
you give us in these hard famines that we're in right now, Lord. Thank you for the time to come that we don't yet understand. Thank you for the brethren that weep with us and desire to hug your neck like all the other ones do. Thank you for these things, Lord. Forgive us for what we are. We ask these things because our forerunner makes intercession for us, and we're thankful for that. It's because of Christ. Amen.